We we are back, old school. Kenny Woolhite, Jay Foreman, Austin, top of the hour. Brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop, located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Uh, good first hour there, man, with Strick stepping in and us uh, taking it on home. I wanted to ask you two main things, and we're going to jump to the NFL, Kenny. Uh, I was listening to some other guys, not on, on our station, but I also want to say this. First of all, I even get started. I got to rewind. Got to give a shout-out to my man, Jay Terry, man. man. I missed him, right? I missed him on the Me birthday shout-out. He's, he's part of it. He's part of the Matt National Holiday. Jay Terry and Jay Foreman. Jay Terry's a good dude down there at Husker Equipment holding it down. Uh, one of the original OGs, man. Jay Terry, wishing him all the best. You know what I'm saying? We both turned 21 tomorrow. 21. But I want to ask, <laughs> I want to ask you this, man. I was he- heard some of the national media guys uh, saying, uh, in a long story short, that the Chicago Bears should trade Justin Fields. Obviously, trade up. So they can draft Bryce Young, in your opinion. Now you saw Justin Fields up and close and personal. I think I know he's a bad boy. We've seen him do, step it up, and some of the things he did last year uh, were second level with absolutely no help. What's your opinion on that? Well, Austin and I talked about it over break. It all depends on what you want to do offensively. If you want to be a pro style, or you know, if you want to do things mm-hmm. that, that that he can do, then you keep him. But if you want to be a spread. Spread type offense. I'm going to get Bryce Young. He's got a better arm. I think he has a better arm. Um, uh-huh. He's an okay runner. I mean, Justin Fields can can run, but I just don't know how how good of an arm he has. So uh-huh. I, I, I would. It all depends on what you want to do offensively. Well, what would you do, Kenny? What would, what would I do? do? You see, what would you you? I mean, I, I mean, I'm asking I, I, you. What you ask you me, what would I do? If you're the GM of the Chicago Bears, would you trade Justin Fields, who you just got at the 12th pick that actually showed the life into the Chicago Bear faithful, what a dude is at quarterback finally? So then you're going to turn around, I'm asking you, Kenny, and trade to get up Bryce Young, who's listed at six foot, 185 pounds, and you have no offensive line, injury-prone running back, and we ain't even going to talk about the receivers. I'm staying with Justin Fields. All right. What about you, Austin? I'm probably going Bryce Young because the track record of mobile run first quarterbacks isn't as long. So while Fields has been pretty durable so far, how many hits does his body have left in him? I know Young's smaller than Fields, and Fields is a lot bigger than I think a lot of people give him credit for. That that is not a small guy. I mean, he's big and he's booking it. I think I would go with a little more unknown, but maybe more traditional pass first guy in Bryce Young. But I'd take either one. Let me let me ask you this then, Austin. Both of you guys kind of double back. I would I I I'm gonna add, I'm gonna give my I guess opinion after you two. Do you guys since you saw Jalen Hurts right? Because I kind of had the same knocks on him after his first couple of years, yep. right? I mean, yep. let's be honest. Coming yep. out of Alabama, even though he went to uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma and passed, but they said still his you know their offense was really easy learning, and his his arm wasn't as good. Didn't know how to play the position. Do you think? the Chicago Bears, or do you think Justin Fields can – maybe not the, the leap to where, you know, any other year Jalen Hurts is the MVP, but a huge leap to where you'd be like, okay, we got our quarterback of the future. Or do you think he's the best at, where, he's the, he's the best at what you're going to get from him right now and not going to get better? There's no way that he should be done growing. It's on Chicago right. to, to bring more out of him, to see if there is a Jalen Hurts-style leap in him. 
Jalen Hurts, like you said, any other year is the MVP. But can he do it again? That's the big thing. Because, I mean, he's built different than Lamar Jackson, but we see the issues that Lamar Jackson ran into as a run-first quarterback. Greg Roman designed that system around him. You've got to be a special athlete, like special, special, to be able to make that work consistently. And, you know, Lamar's electrifying. I just don't know if we've seen an offense be able to sustain that for four or five years in a row consistently. Right. So I would hope that Justin Fields isn't done. It was fun watching him and watching what Getsy designed for him last year. But how do they bring more out of him, not just next year, but for years to come as well? What about you, Kenny? I think he needs some more pieces around him. He needs some more pieces around him. Like you said, you know, Hurst, his first two years he struggled. Now look at him because he added pieces mm-hmm. around him. Yep. You know, he, he's got guys he can work with. You know what I mean? Helps yeah. to have A.J. Brown, it, Devontae Smith. Yes. It helps to have yeah. guys like that. So if you if you surround them with good good players, let's let's roll with Justin Fields and see where we go. All right. You know, I think one of the big things that hurts quarterbacks is in Justin Fields. I mean, he's just out there. I mean, you're playing for Chicago Bears, right? You have. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, usually you, if if a team is picking a quarterback at twelve, they're they're picking a guy that they're you know they're waiting to put in, in a, hopefully in a year. Well, they thrust them in there, and. You have nobody, and here you go. You get beat up, and you actually infuse life into Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think. they People actually start watching their offense and watching the Chicago Bears because of them. And here it is. is it, uh, less than two months later, you got people out there talking about trading you for Bryce Young. I think that – I think when you – I think one of the biggest things, and I, and I saw it up place, close and personal uh, with David Carr, is you have to have – you obviously have to have ownership and GM lock and step and you have to have a GM that has a plan for you and you have to have the coaches and the coaching staff and the whole building that believe in you. The reason people underestimate the, the, the power of the same thing. Remember last year during the draft, do they trade or, or do they draft? Do they, do Eagles trade up and get a quarterback and let J, uh, Jalen hurts go? What did they say? No, we believe in him. We're going to uh, surround him with better players, make the draft they trade for A.J. Brown, get him two number ones. Dallas Garbert is, is obviously the, the the tight end. Upgraded at the offensive line, obviously continue to be better. And then the running back by platoon, obviously led by Sanders, took the pressure off him. Now he can exploit the whole league. I think the Chicago Bears would be doing, doing themselves a disservice. I think Justin Fields can throw the ball because of Ryan Day and the type of offensive scheme that they have been in. And the, and the productivity of him being able to spread the ball around to numerous receivers in the Big Ten, all the while developing um, Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba up there as well to I was maybe the number one receiver and having other guys through injury step up as well. You know, you got to think he had to spread that ball around to four or five guys. Marvin Harrison Jr. was the number four receiver. He brought him along. So I, I think that he can do it. It's going to just be interesting to see um, how they do it on a on a long term basis, based on Chicago's inability to draft, both in the offensive line. I mean, if I'm Justin Fields, you know, even though I don't think they should trade him, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't, because you know what you do, you might be able to go to a better team and a better organization. True. You know, the Chicago Bears are a blue blood, but right now, it, and also, is their coach really the coach that you think that's going to really? He's a defensive coach. Right. So can he mean, you know, that he's a defensive coach. So he's thinking defense first. He's trying to protect his defense versus his offense, kind of like Mike Zimmer with the Vikings. What are you going to do then? 
You know, what, what, who's, he's going to look for a quarterback that he wants to emulate, you know, which is maybe, maybe Bryce Young. And if he goes somewhere, um, say he goes to Houston, they got a decent offensive line, they get a couple receivers and start upgrading, he can really take over, a, you know, an organization. Um, but I'd hate to see him get pigeonholed based on the new shiny projects coming out. Then you're always playing catch up, uh, you know, throughout the rest of his career, because career, I think he – could be a top tier quarterback if he has the same support that Jalen Hurts, you know, had, let alone and the coaching as well. And I'll, I'm going to, this is, goes into the next question right here. I just saw it just on the ticker. Eric B enemy took the, took the OC job with the commanders. Really? Yeah. I just saw it. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys have talked about it before, but mm-hmm. I just saw it in, 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 uh, you know, we talked about it before, you know, Kenny, you know, you know, on shows, you know, days before, maybe Eric B needs to get out under Andy Reid. I would have liked to maybe stay there if it wasn't for a head coaching job and just be kind of like a head coach and waiting. This tells me two things. Andy Reid isn't going anywhere or they want Matt Nagy to be the next coach. Right. That's really what it's telling you. So Eric B is going up to the commanders. What's your feeling on Eric B the coach, the offensive coordinator and the move? Is it good professionally? to go and do it somewhere else. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. Now he's going to the commanders with, I guess, how right now as a quarterback, potentially drafting another one. Do you think it's a good move, smart or, uh, or, or not smart? Or are you kind of like wait and see? Well, if, if, if he wants to silence all the critics saying that he can, he can't call, call an offense. This is his, this is his time. Yeah. This is his chance to get it done. Um, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know if I'd have went to the commanders, but but I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm speechless because I, I right. to me, he's well deserving of a head head job. So I don't really want to discuss the fact that he has to go yeah, yeah, yeah. To, and to do this to, to go do this and try to prove himself. He's a proven commodity. He's a really good offensive coordinator. He has a really good mind. He should have had his chance. So if he goes there and have success. I'm rooting for him. I'm going to root for him regardless. 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 Right. I'm going to root for him regardless. But if he goes there and has success and he still doesn't get a head job, come on now. Yeah. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, it's unfortunate that he should feel the need to do that if that's what he, you know, if that's the reason for the move. If he feels like he has to get out of Kansas City to prove himself, that's unfortunate because Andy Reid has gone in front of the owners and vouched for Eric Bieniemy. And not just, you know, the work he does, but mm-hmm. the character, who he's worked with, when he's worked with them. If you're Kansas City, I don't, you know, like letting him walk out the door for essentially a lateral move. Maybe he does have more of that freedom to call the plays. But what has Matt Nagy done in his career to inspire confidence if he's your coach in waiting? Whether that's next year, whether that's three years down the line. What has Matt Nagy done that says, yep, this is the guy we want over Eric Bieniemy? To me, nothing. It was a disaster in Chicago a lot of times. As an offensive guy, didn't develop Trubisky at all. Didn't find ways to help that quarterback out. So unless, you know, Patrick Mahomes had input on this decision, said, yep, I prefer Nagy. He and I, you know, get along better. He and I jive a little more. That's the only way this decision makes sense. But clearly the the mahomes enemy partnership worked out very well too. So if I'm Brett Veach, the GM, I'm a little disappointed that Eric Bieniemy's leaving. I'm wondering what else I could have done to keep him around to make him the next guy. Well, I mean, it also, you know, what makes you wonder, you know, we know that, you know, he, he's, uh, I guess, been portrayed as ab- abrasive, hard to work with. But, you know, Kenny, as you know, 
those are where the best coaches are. Those yep. are the best players yep. that want to challenge. Yep. They want to challenge you as, as a player and as a coach, and they want to be challenged as a player and as a coach. Um, you know, I think I don't even think this is a lateral move, Austin. I think this is a demotion. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think it's a demotion, and it's sad to say in this day and time, as many coaches as we've had that have been just as abrasive, just as hard to work with, and in a lot of ways even more than Eric Bieniemy, that he has to take a demotion to go and prove that he's an offensive mind. When nine times out of ten, when the guy's an offensive coordinator and he has an offensive head coach, he isn't calling the plays. And here's another thing. You want to know who was probably one of the most abrasive modern-day head coaches that's one of the greatest head coaches of all time? Bill Parcells. You know who's second? Bill Belichick. You know who's third? Sean Payton. And, and this is before they became head coaches and being great. They all were abrasive. They all were hard. And you know who else is? Mr. Nick Saban. You know who else was? Mr. Bo Pelini. You know who else was at times? Probably Coach McBride. You know who else was? You know, Jay Foreman and Kenny Wilhite, Tommy Frazier, LP, every great player, Christian Peter. I mean, every, they all want to be challenged. And so that's the weird thing about when you're talking about leading an organization, uh, how these how these owners and, and people that are making these decisions are really overlooking the most important quality. Can he lead men? Will people follow him? And has his resume out, you know, out kicked what his initial, uh, you know, I guess resume was, was just a position coach. And when Andy Reid is telling you and going to bat for you, why isn't that good enough? Right. That's what I would ask. Yeah, Andy Reid, who's, you know, darn near Mount Rushmore of NFL head coaches, right. given his resume. And according to the reports, Eric Bieniemy is going to be named assistant head coach as well. But even with right. that additional title, it doesn't feel like a promotion. Mm. It feels like a step down, and that's a problem. Yeah, I think even if he stayed in Kansas City, would they do it? I mean, he already operates as an assistant head coach. If you watch the dynamics and we lost you, might have lost Jay. We lost you, Jay. We'll hold that thought. But yeah, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Oh, we, you watch how him and Andy Reid, and so that's the thing that's weird that the, you know they don't uh, give him his his props as assistant head coach because that's how he operates on game day. I agree. I agree. And yeah. And and then also, Kenny, do you think uh, by him taking this job with the commanders that maybe he can have more in influence on potentially who the commanders draft uh, as far as the quarterback position? Because, you know, that be that will be part of one of the if you're the assistant head coach, he's obviously not going to be making the decision, but it could be a, a, a great marriage. And it's a in, in, the, in the sense of you might give Ron Rivera, who's already won, but he can, you know, he's a defensive guy. You got there Jack you go. Del Rio there. And then now you have an offensive guy that can actually, you know, manage the clock, knows what you need on offensively, you know, as far as the firepower. And to be honest with you, I don't know where DP's at, if he's in the building or not. Those commanders, when you think about it, and I'll tell you this, they got McLaurin as their number one receiver. They got Dotson, who they drafted, who DP didn't like, who turned out to be a thousand yard receiver. They have Gibson, their running back. When healthy, the offensive line is serviceable, not on Philadelphia's uh, level, but you saw them go up there and kick Philadelphia's butt. So Eric Bieniemy is is probably thinking there's probably more in the cupboard than initially thought of, but it's still a demotion going from the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going from the parade, what do they call it, Kenny? Uh, from the penthouse to, to the, the outhouse. outhouse. 
yeah. just like that. The penthouse, yeah, the penthouse of the outhouse, and uh, he probably left that parade, jumped on a private jet, and uh, here we are. He's he's named the offensive coordinator with Commander, so it's a, probably a a day in the life of an NFL coach. But then also it could it it, it could let you know how fast things can can change, and um, I think he'll do well. I do too. Um, I think he'll do well. I think uh, it might be something that 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 the Commanders need. You know. A guy that's going to come in there and not get pushed over by ownership or GM. A guy that's not going to get pushed over by uh, a young hotshot rookie quarterback or any, you know, young guy. Um, but I think he's going to connect with those players that actually really want to do well. You think about one of the better leaders in the NFL, Terry McLaurin, is it? I mean, when you when you read, you know, the, the tea leaves on him and how he, you know, had to come up through the hard way where Urban Meyer told him that he shouldn't be on scholarship and he went back and proved himself and now he's end up being a pro bowl receiver he knows what it takes and obviously he's going to try to infuse that in the rest of the team so i think it'll do well it just sucks that eric the has to go through it um you know kind of like you know brian flores is going through it right now and uh, sometimes you got to take a a step back to hopefully take two steps forward so it's going to be interesting to see how the commanders handle it though as well uh because if the team is sold you know things could change and so um it's an interesting time in the nfl uh, interesting time in uh, college football. And this is the last thing I'm going to ask you, Kenny, before I jump up out of here. I, I I didn't know this, but they were outside in the snow today in in, in mat drills, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you? <laughs> man. Hey, hey, man, I know that Hawk was on them boys this morning. It looked early. It was dark 030 out in, the, in those pictures. I'm, I'm going to say this. All the heroes are dead, bro. Right. It's all right. for show. Did T.O. ever take us out in the snow for Matt Drills? I, I, I was going to ask you this. Did Boyd ever ever take us out in the, in the snow for Matt Drills? No, and we you know we no we never had to because our, our Matt Drills was hard enough up in that in that cook in pavilion. the Cook Pavilion anyway. Yeah. So you answered yeah. your own question on that one. There it is. I was I wanted to ask you if you if 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 Boyd actually took us outside. Do you? We've both seen Coach Osborne legs when he used to be running. <laughs> Hey Kenny, do you think Coach Osborne would ever come out there with them shorts on? No, sir. Because he had the he had them extra medium shorts on. Too. Extra medium, the yes. the pale legs. Oh my yes. god, yeah. So no, no. Those things, those things. They he would have blended in when the snow. I'm yes. gonna tell you this about Coach Osborne before I left, before I leave. Coach Osborne used to run every day after practice, every day. Not run fast, but my man was the epitome of consistency. As soon as practice was over, he would still he would be running around the field. And by the time we went and showered and got ready to walk over to, you know, to, you know, either the training table, he'd still be running. So to end the weekend in this segment with Jay Foreman is the model of consistency, whether it's rain, sleet, snow, 10 inches of snow, which is probably, I don't think, verifiable because mm-hmm. a lot of snow drift. But anyways, I hope everybody has a good weekend. Go, go. My, hopefully my Hellcat Huskers uh, take it home. And Kenny and uh, Austin, you guys hold it down. I'll be seeing you guys on Monday. Uh, hopefully, I can get up out of here. You guys don't, you know, do snowmageddon on a brother again. Um, nope, it's gonna and, be in the forties, uh, brother. You good? Go enjoy your yeah. birthday, man. Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna be on that incredible hawk tonight, man. That hypnotic and Hennessy. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just playing, man. I'm out of here, man. Y'all stay good. Peace.